two most important concepts in meditation are Shiva and Shakti. We need to understand the very deep inner significance of these two profound concepts that function as the energy source for our reality. Because when we are meditating, what we are doing is literally charging our battery. The soul is a battery. It's a living battery. And that battery gets discharged over time. And the more that we function in the lower chakras, the faster the battery discharges and goes dead. And so every time we have an outburst of anger or sexual lust or insecurity, anxiety, paranoia, all of those lower chakra, emotional fixations, the battery of our life energy goes dead. And if it can't be recharged, we will literally go dead. And our physical body then starts to have to compensate for the lack of spiritual energy. And the organs become weaker. They become drained. And eventually we just have a meltdown. We can't think. We can't organize our self to act and function in the world. Our emotions become out of order. They get bipolar. They get fragmented. They fall into a meltdown. This is now happening around the world because nearly everyone's battery has gone dead. And thus we have a world of people who have become psychic vampires. Because if you don't know how to charge your own battery, then you want to steal the life energy from others. And this is what sadism is about, and masochism, and all of these other perversions. They are efforts to steal life energy. That's what this whole metaphor of drinking the blood of someone else is about. And this is even what meat-eating is about for people. One whose battery is charged doesn't need any of that, doesn't even need vegetables, can live on light if you're fully charged. And that's what we must do now, is fully charge our batteries. Yogis say that a fully charged soul battery will last for 84 lifetimes. So we're not just charging it for this life. We're charging it in order to be able to have lives in the next cycle of time because we won't be able to without that full charge. We won't be able to cross from Kali Yuga into Sat Yuga. It requires a fully charged battery, absolutely filled with light. 
and the charge must be held. It can't be discharged. You can have a beautiful meditation and go away feeling very light and wonderful and then go into the next room and have a temper tantrum and it's all gone again. And because the ego is so impure, its sanskaras feed off of the lower chakras and it can't maintain the consistency of the charge. So the charge is only maintained in chakra seven. And the charge only begins to fill up with chakra four. At chakra six, you feel the light of the charge. And you can hold the wisdom, the energy of knowledge, of chit in chakra five, but the full charge only happens at chakra seven, and it's only there where the ego has been transcended that, that you won't begin to lose the charge. So we have to overcome a deficit of spiritual energy that fills our soul with power, with love, with wisdom, with light. That will be sufficient to guide us, not only in this life, but in many future lives. And to do that, we have to let go of all of the lower defenses against the charge. It's odd that the ego actually defends itself against receiving the energy, the shakti. Because if the shakti comes in, the ego will dissolve. And so the ego actually fights off the energy that would heal your life. Because it's threatened by the change. It's threatened by infinity. It's threatened by love. And this is why we know that the ego must be a false self. It's a construct created to defend against the lack of love in the world. But by doing that, the side effect is it defends against love, even God's love. And God right now is the only source of love because everyone's in an ego state that is discharged and has nothing to give and the world has become filled with takers. Even if someone says, I love you, what they really mean is I love to steal your energy and use it for myself. Because there's nothing left to give. Beings are empty. And all of the pathologies, psychological pathologies, eating disorders, everything, are misguided attempts to fill up with the kind of energy that can only be received through the meditative union with God, Shiva and Shakti. It is that meditation that is the charge. Literally, it's like charging a cell phone. In fact, that's why there are cell phones. They are just a metaphor for the self-own, the owning of the self. And unless your iPhone is connected to the source and is recharging, then it will not function and you will not have telepathic communion with God. So you must recharge your phone and you must own yourself in order to be able to do that. If yourself belongs to your ego and your ego belongs to the other, you have no possibility of charging it. You can't sit in meditation in silence. The mind will go off in other directions. You have to own the self and then plug into God 
And the more time you spent plugged in, the more your energy field grows, becomes powerful, and becomes immune to the distresses of the world. You create literally an auric field that is a buffer that prevents disturbances from outside, like projections from others, from hurting you. And your own mind will not produce negative thoughts and fantasies that create disturbances. You have to be safe from both. And it's the inner mental disturbances that are far more deadly to our peace of mind than the external ones. And it's only when we're charging the battery that the mind remains still and doesn't produce negative thoughts that then deflate us even further. And that's why it's so important to remain in meditation all the time, throughout all the waking hours, and to meditate as you're going to sleep. So your sleep is another way of meditating. And you continue in a very deep and restful sleep in the light. And you can be aware in deep sleep of the light charging your battery. And then you'll wake up very early and continue to meditate and to charge because the more charge you have, the more blissful you feel. People wonder when they start to meditate, where's the bliss? I didn't feel any of that. Well, you're not going to get the bliss until the charge has reached a certain point in which it's transcendent of the ego. It doesn't begin at least until chakra four. And you have to do a lot of meditating to get past the lower chakras that are not blissful. They are filled with dukkha, with dissatisfaction and suffering. It's only when you've reached a certain level that now the joy begins, the love, the gladness to be alive. And as the charge continues, it rises to joy and to the purity of love, the purity of bliss that is God's presence. But that takes time. You start with sat, which is the connection to Shiva, and the wisdom that comes from that, the chit, brings the shakti into its fullness and then the ananda comes as the final dessert of this meal of divine food that we're eating. But we have to fill with this divine energy if we're going to survive this lifetime, let alone create a kingdom of heaven on earth through the collective energy field that we create when we have a whole community in Chakra 7. And that's what we must be striving for constantly. And not waste a moment in the lower chakras or in the discharge of our batteries. Because we don't know how much longer we have to live. None of us know what our karma is. But the battery can be charged very quickly if we're absolutely one-pointed on making that the highest priority in our lives. And then God will give us the time to complete that task so that we can be a blessing to the world. But we must have that pure intention in order for that to be achieved. And we must recognize that the time to do that is now. And that is our real service. And all the other work we're doing to create an ashram and to create a community in which we invite other people and hold retreats and all of that is only geared to create an environment in which we can sit and meditate and reach Chakra 7 and radiate that energy to the world so the whole world can eventually receive the charge of their batteries 
through our offering of blessings. This is our service. But before we can serve the world, we must serve ourselves. So please stay as a Shiva Shakti avatar. Be the embodiment of the connection of the soul to Shiva that produces the divine light and love that makes you an embodiment of God. This is our destiny. This is why we are here. This is our true nature. And this is the time to fulfill that nature.